Welcome to this episode of BPB Knows. Today, BPB Knows Passive Activity Loss Rules. Our expert is Adam Fisher, an Associate Director in the Tax Practice who focuses on real estate clients. Adam, tell us who benefits from Passive Activity Loss Rules? Well, Melissa, everyone tends to benefit from these rules, but it's crucial for real estate professionals and those individuals who really get the most benefit out of understanding these rules. So explain them a little bit. What's the, what's the concept behind them? Right. So there's passive losses that can only be freed up by non-passive income. Real estate professionals who meet the 750 hours test of the passive activity loss rules are we able to deduct these losses without the presence of non-passive income. In other words, these losses can be deducted in year one without having to be carried forward and waiting for non-passive income in future years. Hmm. So what exactly is a passive loss activity? What does a real estate investor have to do to, to fit that bill? So a passive loss activity is rental activity. Rental income is per se a passive activity, right? So as a real estate professional in the IRS's eyes, you're able to be treated almost differently in terms of these rules where these activities are not passive. You are active in these activities and you get the benefit of the deductions in the year in which they occur. And are the, the, the these losses potentially substantial? Yeah, definitely. You know, we work hard as a firm to work with cost irrigation firms to accelerate depreciation methods where as a real estate professional with these cost segregation studies in place, it could be millions of dollars in rental losses in a given year that could really benefit our clients. Are there any rules around what type of rental properties? So are these residential? Are they commercial? Are they condos? It could be both. I mean, there's really no limit to the cost irrigation study rules where it could be commercial properties. It could be residential. We recently just had a very large apartment complex take about a $4 million deduction away to bonus depreciation from these activities. And explain a little bit what a cost segregation study is. So a cost segregation study is when an engineer can go to a property and dissect a unit of a building, a land improvement, things like that to isolate and determine the bonus depreciable assets of that structure. So for instance, if I had a building placed in service, I'd be able to have an engineer go to the property, carve out, say, the lighting fixtures, flooring, the cabinetry, the molding, and say, you know, those items really shouldn't be part of the 39-year asset life. They should really be a, a shorter asset life year, which is eligible for 100% bonus depreciation. Hmm. And are cost segregation studies, uh, are they expensive and do they take a long time to do? It depends on the property. Cost irrigation studies can get rather expensive. However, the benefit of doing these studies definitely outweighs the cost. I've had clients where, you know, the cost irrigation may have been 20 grand, but in terms of benefit, I could save them millions of dollars in taxes. So I would say that's definitely a fair cost to benefit analysis in my mind. So why don't more people do them? In short, I people just aren't educated with the rules. And that's where we come in as their tax consulting professionals is we could really sit down with a new client, go through their, their tax filings, identify these issues, and you know just put the right people in front of them to really provide these advantageous deductions to them in tax savings. So back to passive activity loss rules, is this something new or has it been around for a while? This has been around for a long time. 
right? And it's it's amazing as a as a firm, we strive to make sure everyone understands these rules. And you know, we have a lot of dedicated professionals here that can work to go through your case and determine the best course of action. But it's definitely something we're very well versed in. So what's the first thing we do when we get a new client who has real estate, who may have amassed a bunch of properties and doesn't really realize what benefits they have on their hands? What's the first couple things that you do? So the first thing I would do is go through the three prior year tax returns. I would look at what's known as a form 8582, which is basically where you see your passive activity reportings on a return. I would determine, okay, I see all these rental properties. Is this something that is classified properly as a passive activity? First of all, I'd ask some follow-up questions in regard to, well, how many hours do you work at this facility? Is this really a, a participation test we could look at to determine, you know, are you a real estate professional? Do we need to continue to carry forward these passive activity losses? Or can we make the determination that you can deduct them in the first year as a real estate professional? What percentage estimate do of new clients do you tell that to and blow their mind that they had no idea they were missing out on this opportunity? Every, every year, right? I've had clients every year who come to me and say, why didn't we engage you guys sooner? And it's, it's a great feeling to have where you could add great value right off the bat to a client because we really strive to be the trusted advisor of the client. That is our goal as a firm is to, I want to build a relationship with the client. I want them to trust what I'm telling them. And there's no better way than to come in on day one and just hit a home run, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a minimum number of properties somebody has to have to make this worth their while? No, I mean, it. it's really based on size, right? If you had a, a, a large, one large property and you're able to do, you know, say you're a real estate professional, take these losses every year, maybe even take advantage of the cost irrigation study that we talked about, um, you know, it, it could provide immediate benefit if one property to 50 properties, right? Um, there's also rules in regard to the passive activity losses where you could group together these trades or businesses to where instead of meeting the 750 hours test, a real estate professional, one time amongst all of your activities, you can group them together where only meeting that test once for all of your active rentals. That sounds like a huge benefit. Well, thank you so much for explaining this to our audience, Adam. Um, and to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. As always, if you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover, you can contact us at bpvnose at bpbcpa.com. We will see you next time.